I read about John Wellwood's term, spiritual bypassing. Can something similar happen in therapy? Sometimes I find that I'm not where I think I should be and I'm wondering if this could be part of it. So this idea of spiritual bypassing is, is a term that was used, particularly in the context of, of spiritual practices. Um, but it's a useful general concept, I think, for all of us. And the basic idea there is that we might kind of skip developmental stages and get ahead of ourselves. And the reason we might do that is to try and impress upon other people or to try and convince ourselves, not necessarily deliberately or on purpose, but it can just happen, that we are kind of on a higher level than we are actually at. So we're bypassing certain fundamental steps or developmental stages. So although the term is spiritual bypassing, uh, it, it really could happen in principle in a number of, of different arenas. You could imagine somebody doing it in sports, but of course they're probably going to be found out if they do. Like for example, they don't condition themselves properly before they compete in a particular sport. That definitely could be a problem. So with certain spiritual practices or personal development practices, it, it may be the case that we aren't able to tell that with another person on, on the outside and the surface. It looks good. looks like they're ticking all the boxes, but maybe there's certain core work that hasn't been done. Now, unless we're putting a lot of trust in another person, we probably don't need to worry too much about what other people are doing or where they're at, but it's more you know, using it as a helpful concept in considering your own practice and asking yourself, well, is there anything that I am bypassing and might that be a problem? So like one example of where this comes up in, in various practices, including spiritual practices, but also various therapeutic practices and meditative practices can be a kind of a disembodiment that can happen. Like so one version of it is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of enlightened and I'm letting go of the trappings of day-to-day -day life and then we're maybe not taking care of the body and that's a really fundamental thing that we, we need to be able to work with. And whatever your view of embodiment is, you know, it's, it's, it's there as a tool, something to be cared for and something to be looked after. And while people may want to put different emphases on that, that, that's completely okay. These are just different styles. To try and bypass something that's there, to try and get beyond it uh, is probably not that helpful. Instead, we might do well to just kind of ground ourselves a little bit more in the body in that example and to be able to work with it. That doesn't mean you need to be obsessed about the body, but a certain amount of maintenance is, is going to be absolutely appropriate. And then, of course, in, in some schools of, of work, uh, then embodiment is absolutely crucial. It's, it's very fundamental to kind of ground yourself in your senses and be a bit more present. So that's the kind of thing that can come up and we can see how these things can be uh, issues then because we're just bypassing or moving beyond certain ingredients in our developmental journey and that ultimately means we're building on a shaky foundation then over time and you know it's probably not going to be sustainable and it's not going to be an authentic practice then because you know in any meaningful practice whether it's therapeutic or meditative or anything else you know where are we trying to get to and, and this tends to be the problem a lot of the time is where we're trying to achieve a goal or achieve a grade rather than actually kind of doing the groundwork, which is really building resilience and wellness, which will probably lead to any external achievements following anyway. 
but not prematurely that they'll happen as and when they're ready and ideally they shouldn't really be the point anyway the point is actually the practice itself of doing what needs to be done in a given moment so ways that this can happen in in therapeutic processes and yeah it's certainly bypassing can can certainly happen in therapeutic processes um, can include sometimes just a lack of holism so it doesn't even need to be the case that there's you know something specific that we're actively avoiding but just sometimes by focusing in on certain areas but neglecting others there can be a type of bypassing that happens there I see this sometimes in therapeutic practice where somebody maybe has done a lot of research on something and they have you know good intellectual knowledge on it but they haven't really applied it uh, or they haven't applied it in a way that is deep enough I suppose so it's something like exercise you could become a bit of an expert on physical activity by reading about it or watching videos. You could actually know even a lot about technique. But of course, really applying it and continuing to apply it is more where the change would come from than the knowledge. You could have somebody else who doesn't have that much knowledge, but they have either guidance or they have enough knowledge to just know what to do. And they spend more time doing it than understanding it and thinking about it. And they, of course, they get fit. You know, an animal in the wild can be fit. It's not that they need to be an expert in the, the topics of physiology. It's more in the application and the use of it. So that lack of holism is one uh, thing to look out for, that sometimes we might be missing some piece of the jigsaw. So there isn't necessarily one quick and easy way of spotting that, except, I suppose, maintaining a bit of a 360-degree perspective and kind of saying, well, Am I working with the body? Am I working with the mind and any thoughts that are manifesting? Am I working with my sense of consciousness and intentionality? And am I practicing directing that in, in useful ways? Am I you know, being conscious of the present? But am I also being conscious of what I'm carrying into the present? Any belief systems, any, any patterns that are there, any feelings that maybe I'm holding on to? Am I also thinking about the future to some extent? Do I have goals, but do I also have a sense of what the actions are I want to take in the present moment? Do I have a sense in which I understand to some degree how past challenges are informing the present moment? Am I being conscious of myself and how I relate to myself, but am I also being conscious of my relationship with the environment and the world I'm in? Am I being conscious of how I connect with other people? Am I thinking about the personal and the professional and so on? You know, many categories, as you can see there. But at least if we're trying to, as, as opposed to getting caught in one particular stream of practice, which there's nothing wrong with that, you can certainly specialize and find a stream that works for you. But I think it is really useful to be able to step back from that and to be able to reflect across the board in these areas and then to say, well, maybe does something else need my attention today or this week or even this month or this year? And to be able to place a bit more attention on that and really give it the room it needs. Now, again, you still may have certain emphases. You know, some people, of course, are going to focus more on psychological development if they like learning and teaching in, in that area and someone else might focus more on physical development and that, that's absolutely okay. Maybe your priorities are more social. Maybe your priorities are, are not as social. They're more you indoors, sitting there doing projects, working by yourself. So those different emphases are fine but still being able to check in on those different areas and make sure that there isn't work that needs to be done there. 
So I think if you've got that attitude of, of real genuine commitment to progress, then you're never really tempted to try and get ahead because there's no benefit in that really. You know, you really, it's like building your own house. There's no benefit in cutting the corners there. You're the one who's going to have to live in it. So it's going to affect you quite negatively if you are cutting corners and if you're not building solid foundations as you as you go along. Something else to consider in the therapeutic context is as well is uh, just the fit of methods as well for you because sometimes there can be... Um, certain methodologies that are just really good for one person but just mightn't gel as much with another person as well so you don't want to kind of try and force yourself to go along with that and it's not a fit it's not gelling it's not resonating so you're trying to develop but again unconsciously or accidentally and maybe with the best of intentions you're bypassing maybe other work that needs to be done which uh, maybe does require a shift of approach or a shift of method to be used. It's not always the case that, you know, one method, even if it worked for us in the past, that it's necessarily the method that's needed when we're trying to work with something else. So there, there are some of the considerations, but yeah, the concept of bypassing, you know, taken from spiritual bypassing, that capacity we have to bypass can definitely happen. But if you're conscious and if you're aware of that, you're in a very good position to hopefully be able to maintain a bit of an overview and then to ensure that you are being authentic and well-rounded in whatever your practice is as you continue it. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on JFL.com.